Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. It has been a minute, but we are back with our category podcast. We're off franchise this week, and we decided to take a look at another country. That country being Russia. Wise choice by you. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) We're going to have an interesting conversation, but yeah. Yes, it will be. So before we get into that, what are we drinking? So we got Beer Barrel Bourbon by New Holland. Ooh, Ooh, yes, I have. Yes, I have. I'm pretty sure it's aged in the dragon's milk barrels, right? Yes, it is. And they only do it every so often because they only those barrels only get empty ever so often too. Yeah. So that's the whole point. Yeah. So I bought a pint of it. Just to, I I had one at a taste. I think it was one of my um, beer shows, beer wine liquor shows I go to. But yeah, they had a pint of it, and I was like, you know what? Gotta drink some. So it is eighty proof. But um, let me take a sip of it real quick. Okay. It's not bad. That's pretty good. Got a little spice. But yeah. What do you got going on? Well, um, Jim actually was shopping. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, found me some red blend wines on sale. I mean, so it's kind of cool. You know, occasionally oh, sometimes yeah. you just have... Sometimes red you just got to buy. Are my favorite. Yeah, the red blends are really good. So he um, actually bought it, and it's called Long Country Red Blend. Um, it's, a tw- it's a 2020. It is uh, Central Valley. Okay. Um, and we're looking at, I swear to God, it's Brazil or Argentina. Oh, those, it's actually, a little cute little... those are some good uh, areas of wine right there. Yeah, and then there's um a here. Let's see the cute little flag on there. Um, and then he grabbed. They had another. He grabbed me two bottles of the red blend, and then he grabbed me um one bottle of their cabernet. Okay. South America. Yeah, it's it's in. Oh, it's in Argentina. It's Argentina. It is. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I like some Argentina wines. They're they're smooth. Yeah, they are very smooth. They're not so, overly you know, that's dry. One of my favorite. Typically, they tend to be kind of on the fruitier side. But well, that's well. When I do red blends or I do like any of the other wines that are out there, I have to make sure that it's either Argentine or South American, because if it's Spanish, a lot of the times, especially if it's a Malbec or something like that, it has cinnamon in it. And I'm allergic oh, to cinnamon. Yeah. yeah. See, Malbec Cabernet blends are my favorite. Those are my favorite. As long as it, as long as it's a South American, because technically, I guess they really were into the cinnamon. I, they, they have it as a spice in there, but they don't put it in their wine. So that's where I've, I've so noticed that one. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be careful. 
Yeah. That's where it gets a little crazy. So other than that, no, it's pretty good. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's a nice, I mean, the weather's really nice. So I'm just kind of like chilling out with it today. You know how that is. Oh, yeah. That's one of those open up the windows when you're driving and cruise. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of enjoying it today. I'm like, yeah, we can handle that. No, other than that, really like it. But this was a very, very, very hard, hard, hard one to do. Okay. It was. So I'm just going to explain real quick. <laughs> okay. Why this was really hard on me. Okay. Um, I think you know, Tom knows, but I am not a sci-fi movie guy. Okay. It, ta- it takes very I would say there's 90% that I don't like and 10% that I do when it comes to sci-fi I've never been a science science person I never really liked the sci-fi things and with all the Russian films that were streaming had a lot of sci-fi to them yes there's not a lot of um, horror ones there's not thrillers it's basically sci-fi or drama those are the ones that i found that were available to stream so i'm not gonna buy a russian film or rent one for five bucks it's just not worth it well that's another thing it's like it's kind of hard i mean how do you determine you know it it's even if you're putting it in for googling it you know top russian whatever it's hard it is very hard yeah it's extremely hard um and i couldn't get into the ones that were sci-fi like it just yeah so yeah i can continue with what i chose okay (laughs) which by far is not a great movie but it was the better of the russian films that i saw because well it wasn't sci-fi had a, okay. It kind of had a real interesting dynamic to it, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, that's the one way of putting it. <laughs> and the worst thing about this movie, it was dubbed. Yeah. Okay. You, you couldn't get it not dubbed. So it was just, it made the movie worse, I guess. But it's one of those movies that if it was it not dubbed, it could probably live up to its percentage on IMDb. I cannot find a tomato percentage on this movie. Okay. Um, I do have a bush. What is the movie? I do have a budget. So let me pull it up here. You haven't even said the title yet. I know. I'm working on it. Shit. Oh, it's this right here. Um, Okay. That's not it. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's okay. There's <laughs> Evidently, there might have been some drinking before anything began. Well, We're not mean, sure. No, you can be sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always tell people. There might have been stuff drinking before we began. <laughs> well, it's not the drinking more than the smoking. Well, that's a possibility right there. That's for sure. Um, but I also have 85 tabs open on this phone. Oh. 
Oh, right there. There's a problem. Um. Okay, we're just going this route. Um. I had it literally pulled up, and something happened. Okay, so okay. I have it. It's called Fidelity. Okay. Okay. Or Vernost. Vernost. Yes. It's a okay. drama. You got a 5.8 on IMDb. Um, I had the budget down below. So, what do they call the Russian? Rubles. Rubles? Rubles. 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 46.3 rubles. The gross worldwide was... Oh. One point one mil one point six five million. Let's just okay. That. So this movie, let me just say, um, has a husband and wife. She's a midwife, I think, right? Or no, she's, she's an a actual doc- doctor. She's a doctor for um, babies. She's an OBGYN. That's it. Um, so. Her husband is a actor and does like plays and stuff like that. And they're like having dinner and drinks afterwards or whatever. And he leaves his phone out and goes to bed. And then she looks and it's one of his co-stars that says had a really good night or great breakthrough tonight or something in those realms. So this girl literally goes into he's cheating on me. Which, now that I say that out loud, if he's an actor, that makes sense. We had a great breakthrough tonight. Like, would be in the acting. Not yeah. in the, I just slept with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now that I put that together. So she went to, like, but they weren't having a great sex life. Like, he wouldn't really touch her. It like, seemed like a loveless marriage. Yes. Sure. So she went off and started fucking strangers i guess is the best way to put it and one of them like she got caught by the police and got a police report or got had to go to court for it so obviously her husband could find out but just recently she just got in a car accident so when they got that letter he she basically was saying right but the fact that she got in the car accident while following her husband. That's true. Like. Yeah, that's. I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. So then one of her new um, patients um, basically brought her husband in, and it was the guy that got caught while they're banging on the beach. But okay. he ran off. She got the ticket, but she didn't like what's his name. She didn't know his name. She literally has been having sex with strangers. So That's not good. no. So then finally got public that they were that because his wife found out and they got divorced. She's pregnant, and then somehow her husband found out because it went all public between her work and her boss and this and that. <laughs> yeah. Um, She was a pretty well-renowned 
OB in whatever city she was in. She was getting a bunch of clients from referrals online and took on this client, slept with her husband. His wife found out and she blasted her out on social media and the internet. So her practice essentially fell apart because she slept with a client's husband, even though she didn't really know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's one of those movies, after the husband found out, short story here, um, he got really turned on to the fact that she was just banging strangers. Oh. I mean, they kind of implied that. I don't think they outright said that. They didn't say it, but they make you think it because the ending has her on a train, dressing all sexy, staring at random guys, and then it ended. Yeah, they decide as a couple to leave the city they're in, go elsewhere, and she's going to open a practice using her maiden name so the online shit can't follow her, I guess. But yet, they make it appear like she's still out there trolling for men. Yeah. Yeah, it's very... One of those, you kind of choose your ending, how you want to look at it, but they make it very blunt in my, how I look at it, but yeah, I mean, it's a different movie. It's definitely, I don't think you could make it in the States with where we're at now. I mean, it's, I mean, there is almost an assault in her doctor's office, kind of. From the husband. Yeah, the husband did show up and try to take advantage of her raper inside of the, like one of the operating rooms. Yeah. And it's so funny because the wife explained to uh, the doctor, she's like, well, is the kid going to have red skin? Because my husband has really red skin and she's like an Indian. Yeah. And she's like, no, he just looks like Santa Claus. It has a Santa Claus nose, and he just gets really red skin. And she's like, no, that's not going to be that. But when they're in the waiting room, after she said that like that, I was like looking at it. I was like, he does have a Santa Claus nose. His face does get really red. I mean, it it almost felt like a French film in the sense where there's gratuitous nudity. The sex scenes are longer than you'd ever see in America. And the yep. dialogue, like when the husband confronts her, he's asking for graphic details about what happened. Yeah. Like, did you suck his dick? Where did you, where did he finish? So, like, just going through, he wants to know every intimate detail about it. And so it's almost like he's literally. You're right. It's almost well, like they didn't say he was getting off into it, but they're also saying his warrioristic tendencies uh, are coming out with, with his questions. A little bit, yeah. Like, he's actively, like, she's kind of breaking down, feeling bad about what she did, and he's like, you are a fucking slut, and I'm upset to the fact that I, I'm kind of turned on by it. Well, and then when she said that one guy used a condom, she's like, he's like, oh, you, you didn't want him finish inside of yeah, you. It was, like it was very I mean, like graphic yes it was very graphic very graphic like how he was talking about it. i was like holy shit that's a very unhealthy relationship yeah i mean so 
where you're going with this also. I mean, I can see definitely where you're going with it. So it's, he's, he is not letting her, or no, he's upset with her, but not really because it's awakening something else in himself. Yeah. That just wasn't never there before. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. now all of a sudden we're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing is, is like she went this whole time assuming he was cheating on her, but he never was. Like she was just assuming the whole entire time that he was sleeping with this girl and he wasn't. Okay. So it also brings a point to if you want to look deep into this movie, which I kind of am right now, like maybe that's showing you that in a relationship you have to talk about things instead of assuming because she she went this whole thing like before she went on her sleeping with stranger thing she should have just said hey are you fucking anybody yeah that's what you're saying definitely right there talk it out like and it did get to the point where they did talk it out but it was well after the fact that she stepped out of the marriage herself mm -hmm. so i mean at that point it was well, and then we didn't even talk about like her boss or her coworker or whatever was sending pictures of. I his... think that might have been the husband. You think the husband was sending that? I think so, because like that's how the wife found out about it was looking through his phone and seeing all the shit that sh- he was sending her. Oh. Oh yeah. And then she blasted all the text messages online. Okay. Because they didn't really explain it, but after the one tryst in the on the beach, the husband was absolutely obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really the only indication that they had of that. Okay. See, you looked at it different than I did. Yeah, okay. Well, that is a different way to look at it. It is, absolutely. But, okay, wasn't there just... Oh, good freaking Lord. I'm trying to think. It was just... It was a Hulu original. Maybe it wasn't. Wasn't there just a movie out that the guy is married to the woman, and it's an open relationship? It was it. I feel. I feel like Ashton Kutcher was in it. It got some really slammed reviews. Um, because they were just kind of like, she was one of, because she was like doing all these people and he was getting he didn't want it but then at the same time he was getting into it watching it i'm trying to think i just i remember briefly seeing it on hulu maybe it was just me so i don't know i'm trying to look it up at the same time but go ahead um so how does how far are we into the movie now does it it's basically like it's yeah it's basically ends with her i mean the husband finds out about everything 15 minutes before the movie ends essentially yeah and that's so there wasn't too much of so basically she's doing all this behind his back for pretty much the whole entire movie is what you're saying Mm -hmm. yeah but at the same time do you think he ever initially kind of had a feeling she was behind his back i mean i think i think he was because there was the one time she came home drunk yeah and that kind of set alarm bells off i think yeah okay okay but yeah like she was she says that she was at work but she was really at a bar getting hammered and sleeping with a guy and yeah 
which I know, I feel like this is becoming evident more and more in like, I don't want to say in cinema or movies or relevant in the past, like eight, I would say in the past, past four years for the Me Too movement. When did this one come out again? 2019. Okay, so once again, I'm looking at, I swear to God, we're looking at, he is the submissive in the relationship, you know, but before the woman happened, because there was an episode on the last season of American Horror Story that she was the wife. They had, had the perfect life and, you know. Which you one know, was and, it? Cause I just finished it. Um, In Hollywood, California, it was, she would go out to bars and find people and there was like this guy out there killing people yeah okay yep i saw that yeah yep. but no not that we're one or like totally but she ends up technically she's really the killer mm-hmm. and he finally she accepts him as her equal or not somebody and she invites him into her world of killing so it's almost like that she's inviting him into her world of killing or his the world of whatever that she's however you want to call it you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I'll just say it, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things like that in this world because on Tinder, there's literally yeah. people like, hey, my husband, I'm married. I, my husband wants to watch. Like, you see stuff like that on there all the time. It's like, seriously? Yeah, I feel like but at the same time, I think it's a little more accepted that this is happening because of, you know what I'm saying, because of the Me Too movement, you know, it almost feels like it has been. And that's where they eventually allow, he allows it, whether or not he's good with it, but he lets it happen. There we go. Deep water. I knew I'd find it. And it's actually Ben Affleck. You oh, watched with Ana de Armas. Yeah, yeah I watched yeah. that. Well, remember, they're in that relationship. Yeah, I just watched yeah. that. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, to me, it's nothing to rave about, but it's nothing to, like, talk down about. It's, like, a decent watch. Like, you know, you're just not upset with yourself watching it, but you're not, like, holy shit, that was a good movie. Yeah, okay. It was, yeah, I watched that. It was a great movie. I, I enjoyed it. Okay, well, that's good to know. I mean, that's really good, you know? Yeah. So we'll be good with that. So that's not a problem there. But and like I said, I've seen like this, this come about a little bit more here and there with it happening for the genre or it's it, almost maybe it's like almost maybe even coming its own subgenre. Yeah. If you want to put it that way. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll just rate it because there's not much more to talk about it. Okay. Um. If it wasn't dubbed, I'd probably give it a higher review. Yeah, watching movies dubbed is just painful. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, let's not go into that because I literally, I'll break it down later when we get into what I'm going to say. But go ahead. You do your thing. But IMDb gave it 5.8. I'll give it a 5. Okay. Just, I, I mean, if it wasn't dubbed, maybe higher. But. It's one of those movies that, again, you're not upset that you watched it, but it wasn't the greatest. So, it was okay. an in-betweener. Gotcha. 
But all right, on to the next. All right, so the movie. Going next. There we go. I uh, had watched previously for one of our year in review podcasts because back when we were at time, we were had to have a foreign film on our list. And this happened to be one that I had watched and actually made my list. And I was rifling between two. This one and another one, which I had not seen before, but it was like two hours and 50 minutes. And I had seen the American version of it, which I didn't hate. So I want, thought about watching that one, but it's just too long. Okay. So the movie that I chose is Sputnik. Okay. It came out in 2020. It has an IMDb of 6.4, a Metascore of 61, Rotten Tomatoes of 88% tomato meter. 72% audience. It had roughly a $2.6 million budget U.S. Domestically, it made $18,853. Worldwide, $354,023. It was directed by Igor Abramenko. Written by Oleg Malavichiko yeah, and Andrei Zolotarev. Okay. So have you seen this by chance? I actually watched part of it. It's on Shutter. Okay, we watched it on Hulu, but yeah, it's on a couple places. So you watched part of it, so you turned it off? No, I, did, I got sidetracked with the world ending. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> as you asked to put it, the world was ending again. So, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, guess what? Can't, you know, I'm having a moment. Can't get this done. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so definitely. Um, And then I was going to get back to it and then everything happened. But I saw probably the first 45 minutes. So go ahead. Okay. The movie is essentially about a cosmonaut who survives a crash. Mm-hmm. They don't specifically say when this takes place, but they refer to the country as a USSR. So it's in the 80s, I would guess. Okay. And they bring in a psychiatrist who is kind of in hot water herself for some of her methods and trying to help her patient. Like it opens up with her in front of a tribunal and she's almost drowned one of her child patients trying to help her and whatever he's dealing with, they don't go much into it. Okay. But then after she goes through that, a KGB officer comes and essentially recruits her, says, I can take care of all this nonsense if you just come with me and and want your opinion on this patient. The patient being the cosmonaut who they say has retrograde amnesia from his crash and PTSD. So she goes and like does a brief interview with him, gives her diagnosis and all right, I'm done. I'm going to go home. So they put her up in a room. The officer comes and gets her and actually he's not suffering from amnesia. He's got uh, an alien parasite living inside him. Okay. Who, 
at night at a certain amount of time will come out of his body and I mean do what he does wreck havoc and so she's now more intrigued and the whole objective is to try and separate the two of them because this cosmonaut survived a crash he's the national hero one of them had died there were two of them one died and he survived and so the whole objective initially is to just try and separate them so that they don't have to present another dead cosmonaut to the country. Okay. And, of course, in a movie like this, the KGB officer has nefarious purposes. He wants to weaponize this alien because it's the Cold War, so that's what you do. And it turns out that the alien and the cosmonaut have a symbiotic relationship. It's not a parasitic relationship. So one, the either they can't live without the other. Okay. And it turns out that the alien uh, survives on cortisol, which is okay. secreted by the pituitary gland when you're afraid or you're stressed or anything like that. So you eventually find out that he chose that cosmonaut instead of the other one because the other one had cancer, which was fucking with his cortisol levels. So he, the alien couldn't survive in that cosmonaut to begin with. So that's why he chose that one. And they're actively feeding prisoners to this alien so that he can feed on their cortisol while still keeping the cosmonaut alive. Okay. Now, we're going into the sci-fi thing here. Okay. Okay. So, you are you totally described the movie and you're like going great over. Part of what I was watching when I was watching this movie to start off with, one, I'm, I know I don't want to see, remember the recent one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Uh, Life. Life, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was getting, not that I'm saying he was taken over the body, but it was almost like that was part of what I was thinking when I was watching part of this movie. And then at the same time, I was thinking Venom. I, I don't yep. need to be that uh, person. Uh, okay. No, absolutely. The symbiotic relationship for sure. Yep. That's where I was having that problem. I'm not, it wasn't a problem actually. It's just, I was like, okay, you know, I'm, and it just feels like part of what you, you know, when you were talking about, living off whatever you're talking they only do with a cortisol for fear they live off of fear and i'm thinking to myself okay this is going back to oh my god i'm gonna date myself here relic remember when the guy turned into the thing and he had to eat the hypothalamus and all that oh, stuff yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah so it is like a little bit of everything in it it's like i feel like whether or not it's russia or not i feel like oh my god we're actually just taking everything and throwing it all together is what i'm saying yeah, and they did have a nice twist in this where they initially play off that the cosmonaut has no idea, like, what's going on. But further along in the movie, you find out that he remembers everything. He knows exactly what's going the alien. He, like, remembers what the alien does when it's outside okay. of his body. And the psychiatrist actually uses it at one point, knowing that him and the alien have kind of a shared consciousness. Like she 
uses that idea that to prevent the alien from killing anybody because he recognizes her. Okay. And then there's a jailbreak, and I mean, it's it's not overly graphic, and the effects aren't great. Yeah, I agree with that. I I just thought the story was pretty strong. The acting, I mean, as far as Russian acting goes, was good. I mean, see, yeah, well, that's, I got, like, that's a thing a right there. Minutes, yeah, I got a few minutes into it. And I was not my. It's style. kind of a slow burn for sure. Yeah, like, I just went back to farming. But um, <laughs> but no, I tried to get into it. And I was like, "Yep, I'm good." But well, yeah. that's good. I mean, it's a at, slow burn then. Okay. At the end, they make uh, it clear that they cannot survive without the other. And she okay. she wants to get him to an act because he's at like some research facility in Kazakhstan, where he landed. And she wants to get him to Moscow to get him to a proper medical facility and try and help him. She's actively trying to help this guy. But it had been made clear that one can't live without the other. So the cosmonaut decides to kill himself in order to kill the alien in order to save the country kind of thing. Like if they get their hands on this, it's all over. So he sacrifices himself to save essentially Russia. Okay. Got it. Got it. Oh, and I mean, a kind of side plot that they show you is that he is a kid that he claimed he didn't know about, but actually did. But he just wanted to be a national hero. So he went to space and abandoned his child when his mother died. Okay. So you're kind of getting flashbacks to a child in an orphanage. Okay. But I mean... It's kind of a silly twist, but they did it anyway. You find out that the child you're seeing in the orphanage is actually the psychiatrist. She grew up in an orphanage, so at the end of the movie, she goes and adopts his son. Okay. Which is fine, well, but what I was mean, your, it was a little unnecessary. Did you think it was a slow burn your first 45 minutes deep, or what was your initial? Well, absolutely Absolutely, I did. I really did think it was a slow burn the first 45 minutes deep. Like, and it was, it wasn't one of those things where I don't think I will not, not go back and rewatch the rest of it. It was just like, I was watching it and then everything, the world happened and I had to stop doing it, whatever. And it's like, sometimes when I go back and look at it, I said, you want to, you know, you click back on your service, like continue watching. And I'm like, oh no, no, no. And then the other day, I just, I almost started it again. And I'm like, but then other stuff happened. So I was good with the first 45 minutes of it happening. But at the same time, when I was watching it, I was thinking different things about that. And it is a slow burn because you're building up the momentum. And once again, I mean, you're not that I want to say, I mean, parts that I saw, they were in space. And when, to me, being in space is terrifying enough as it is because Really, you can't go anywhere. Yeah, that's the whole point. Now, when they landed in, he wanted she wanted to get him back to Pakistan or whatever. That was in probably the other part of the movie that I did not see. So, moving forward, I probably did not see that part, and that's definitely a slow burn. It really is. Yeah, that was my thoughts initially when I when we started. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna get into this. Like, yeah, not my style. And like I said in the beginning of this podcast, like. A lot of the stuff that we're streaming was sci-fi, and that's your or, or I mean, stuff, that is. Or you read the title, and I'm like, 
that seems really uncomfortable to watch. Like, one was, I, I'll just say it, but the actress was 16 years old, and they showed a decent amount of stuff. I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie that has that either. Like, no, you don't. Like, that's just no. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch that. No, you don't want to watch that. But, um. But no, every time, like when I Googled Russian um, films, there was also American stuff with Russian stuff part of it. So you had to be careful with this title as well. Yeah. Um, But yeah. What else needs to be added about this movie? Um, I don't know. I think it's classified as a horror film, but I I mean, there are some horror elements, but I would call it more of a sci-fi thriller than anything else. Okay. And once again, like you said, you know, it is a little bit of the horror elements on top of a sci-fi. And it is very hard, you know, when you look at everything that's going on. So, yeah. Yeah. No. But. Are we going to rate it? Rate it? If I was going to rate it, I I mean, it's like a six and a half. I don't remember exactly. And I'm, I'd give it a seven, three. Oh, you're going to love no. IDV. Yeah, I, I I like this movie quite a bit actually. Okay. All right. Well. Cool. All right. Drum roll. Drum roll. Oh me. Oh, I'm like drum roll. Oh me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be me. That's my turn. Okay. Um, there was two movies that I went back and forth with. Okay. Um, Super Deep, Shutter Original. Um, and then The Widow. Okay, um, I don't know if you guys Googled or saw yeah, any of those. I saw The Widow, but I didn't get to it. Okay. Um, I went back and, forth with a, back and forth with a Super Deep, which, once again, you're going with the um, genre, you know, that sci-fi horror element. I'll just touch on that. Woman blames herself for people dying, dying gets... She takes a offbeat assignment. She goes to a place where they're drilling lots of stuff. They drill through the permafrost. They find a mold. A mold grows and attacks everyone. And she eventually escapes out into the cold and the cold, but really it's in the body and it's a whole thing. So good movie. Good movie. I'm going to give that one a seven if you want to watch it. Okay. Once again, dubbed. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's what we're going to get in this conversation. Okay. Second of all, um, the one I did go with, I wanted to go with is widows okay um if you type in the widow or you type in anything like that you know there's like nine million things that pull up now you have like the series or whatever now i chose um the widow which you can watch it free on freebie you can watch it on prime you can watch it on tubi um i chose that one because it's a little bit easier to access for streaming services it had it was able to get it but you are looking at once again dubbed yes i had a list of 10 russian movies we all probably had the ones i wanted to look at and i'm like oh i've watched russian movies oh i've watched them i could not find and then at the same time i couldn't chew i could turn off the dubbing and there's many no. services a lot of yeah we couldn't you and couldn't. i was like and that was the hardest thing so i had um i think i eventually chose the widow because um it's actually stream and it was really weird because one of the streaming services i found on it was shout tv okay 
Okay, which is owned by the Jim Henson Company. Really? Weird. Weird. I'm just letting that, that is weird. Yeah. So that's another reason why I kind of chose this one because I'm like, really, Jim Henson Company? It's on Show TV. So if you kind of like go into like, you go to like the Roku channel and then you get that, you find it'll direct you that way. Or if you go into the Tubi. You can hit that, and it says go to Shout TV, and that's how it. That's how it's on Tubi. So I'm like, I went, I manipulated back for seeing if I could get the non-dubbing, but I could not. So, um, let's go ahead. I got my IMBD pulled up here. Uh, IMBD rating is four point two. Okay, mm-hmm. you. We are not. I literally, I have scoured trying to find like a Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic, anything. Yeah. I can't. I can't. Um, the IMBD is a 4.2. And honestly, it does um, give a little bit. 4.2. I think that could be almost higher if it wasn't dubbed. Yeah. The See, dubbing, dubbing drops it. No, and it wasn't even just that. I felt like the dubbing really hurt it. Now, this came out in 2020, um, and it is definitely, it's it's a mashup of everything. It really is. You are looking at, um, you have, a, you, this is, and the other reason why I chose this is because I know one of your favorite movies is Wreck. Just yep. let you know. <laughs> and I know that whole found documentary footage was, you know, touched off by the Blair Witch product. So I kind of chose this one because... It almost feels like when it comes to Russian movies, a lot of them that I had on the list for the 10 that I really wanted to watch, I watched about probably about six of them. I felt like they were at least almost a decade and a half behind us. Okay. This is Blair Witch meets Wreck. I'm just going to let you know. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. intrigued. Okay. So basically you got this girl who is out there and she is filming this rescue crew in a forest outside of St. Petersburg where lots of people go missing all the time. So you got like this whole thing, you know, and it is a dense forest where lots of people go missing, hence the Blair Witch, just mm-hmm. like, you know, and they blame it on the lame widow. Okay, <laughs> the lame widow. Well, we had the Blair Witch, lame widow, but we got this reporter filming, and she has one camera guy because the other camera guy kind of backed up. And once again, here we have the wreck aspect of stuff going on, you know. And she's like saying, and they're like training, but then they have to answer a call because there's a couple boys missing, and they found one, and now they have to go look for the other boy. So they're going deep into the woods and they threw the animal, they threw a, a rescue dog in there for, um, I don't know how you want to call it, sympathy or added added effect or whatever. It's right. a little bit of everything. And they're going deeper into the woods. So it's an urban legend known as the lame widow, the ghost of a woman who killed her husband and was lynched to death in response. Kind of sounds familiar. Blair Witch. A little bit, yeah. You know how they tied they tied the Blair Witch to the tree, and she, um, including breaking her legs, hence the lame part. They believe her ghost still haunts the woods, kind of like, and they take take any who wander in that are found not returned. They're completely naked. They keep on finding these people wandering around. When they finally do find them, they do find them, and if they find them and they're dead, 
the, her, their clothes are neatly folded next to them. Huh. So it's kind of like weird, you know what I'm saying? So she's filming this crew and this things keep on happening. You know, they find, they find, go look for the one missing boy, Nikita. They found one, but then they find some w- random naked woman in a tree. And they're like, well, what's the first, you know, aspect of, you know, being a rescue? You secure the first person you found first. So they're trying to get out of the woods, which once again, kind of like the Blair Witch, here they are, they're trying to get out of the woods. You know, what in the Blair Witch, you you know, but they keep on finding like carvings on trees or this or that or things in the woods that it kept on becoming reminiscent of the Blair Witch Project. To me, on top of the wreck, because you have the reporter reporting on this and recording it as it's happening. And at the same time, and then the movie just kind of like, I don't know how to say this, it ends. You know how... Kind of like, I mean, Blair Witch ended pretty erupt, abruptly too. Is it same like with that? wreck. Yeah, yeah kind of yeah, like that. Absolutely. You yeah. know, and they don't ever find whether or not, you never know really if they get back. Okay. You don't know if they find the other, they're looking for the other boy. You know, everything is left at that vague conclusion other than, you know, they are going back, trying to, um, you know, you know, going back. You never know if they even make it back, you know. So it's just like, was there any survivors? Were, were they not survivors? Did they succeed? Did they not succeed? How do we got this footage? What's going on? So I guess in the, the plot with that one, it kind of like you're kind of like oh okay i kind of like left out the window there so yeah so that's where i feel like it's like you know just like you know how do the soprano says with a cut to black boom yeah, you're done yeah. yeah so you have the basic it has total like i don't want to say cliches or traits or anything you have like the based on a true story you have the found footage you have the mm-hmm. you know um, extremely short time span. This all happens in one day and one night or the don't go into the woods. The, you know, that's the bait and switch where you think about it's happening, but it really doesn't happen. You know, the old, the car, the car breaks down. Oh, the car hates us. You know, it it's yeah. every standard, I guess, horror cliche, but at the same time, it works because it's not bad. I mean, to watch, I read some of the reviews that it was given. Um, they, you know, two stars, Rushers answer the Blair Witch Project. It was slow, clucky pacing. And there was a lot of people that gave it better. You know, they gave it some really good reviews. And then there's like the one and the two star reviews because they kept on saying it was trying to rip off the Blair Witch. But I feel, I almost feel like if it had given us better, I don't know, better, um, background story on the lame the lame widow we might have been a little bit better um i'm trying to like i was trying to make sure i was being absolutely terrible i was trying to i didn't actually say who it was by and i feel like i should have probably said that so i know the budget was like only like um seven hundred sixty thousand, and it made like one million or something so it was right around there uh director was lucas Boss, bowls, bowls. Yeah, that's why I yeah. didn't introduce mine because I'm not. Yeah, I'm like I don't even. Up that you, Russian shit. Yeah, you, you can definitely. After you. Yeah. Um, 
you got like a lot of the oh no actually and then the, that was the producer ivan minin was um the director you had anastasia grubova margarita bachorkov ilania apkagova you know so you got like all that going on but i feel like if it would have had like a few more tweaks it could have been a little bit better i would have probably even enjoyed it better if it wasn't dubbed and that was the hardest thing because i kept on I had gotten into probably about 30, 35 minutes of it and I kept, I stopped and like literally I was going through every other format to see if I could find it undubbed. Yeah. Yeah. I, watching a movie dubbed, it, it makes it worse. It oh yeah takes all of the emotion out of the performance. It seems like it's just, you got somebody reading a script mm-hmm. as opposed to acting the script, which is yeah. so goddamn frustrating. Yeah. I mean, they started off like in the, like any of the other found footage ones that we've ever seen before where they're interviewing the locals about the legend and people coming up missing and stuff. Like they do, we just know not to go into the forest. And literally, you have this voice that probably belonged to like an 18-year-old girl attached to this old lady who was a babushka, you know? And I'm just like, not that I want to try to be unpolitically correct but the voice didn't match the body yeah, yeah, yeah. or the age and i see where and that was what i think distracted me from watching it because i think it had the dark scary genre it had like all like sometimes watching a cliche horror film found footage blair witch whatever however you want to call it there's something familiar about it, and you enjoy it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that was another reason why I chose this one instead of the Super Deep or the Sputnik or the one, the other one that you did because I felt like this was a horror one, and we, of course, are in Halloween right now. I wanted to do a horror one, but it was hard because, once again, most of the titles out there are sci-fi for Russian. I don't know why. Yeah. 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 I did find... um. I did find a 1950s movie. Um, it was a three-parter. I watched it. That one was not dubbed. Black and white, CC. It was about the Austrian princess, but I wasn't quite sure if that was technically Russian or Austrian because she married and she was from Bavaria. And there was, I don't know if Russian had made it. It was it was too unclear that it was technically if I was going to be considered a Russian movie or I don't know. Yeah, because technically Russia was by Austria at that time, so it was kind of like, ooh, yeah. I was kind of like concerned about that one. But that was that was more of a historical drama one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But honestly, if it wasn't dubbed, I would easily give this a six and a half. Easily, okay. easily, but easily it give it a, dubbed five point one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, because it makes a huge difference. It really does. Yeah, and it, that was. Like when you get like those different voices and it, and doesn't, I, I it know, doesn't line up right, like it literally just. There are people that don't. I don't know if they don't have the capacity to do it or they just don't like doing it. But reading subtitles and that's the only way to do it. I'm sorry, like the dubbing is just terrific. And anyone says that they can't read subtitles, I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah. You just you just don't want to. I used to be that way. You used to be, yeah. You certainly were. What was the one that turned the corner for you? Was it the 
Millennium? Yeah. Was it? The Girl with the Dragon yeah. Tattoo series, yeah. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the, um, the, the Millennium version. series, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, and that started it for me, and I can't go change it. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's awesome. You know, to be able to watch it with the dubbing. Not in, I mean, it does open up a bunch of genres for people that would never watch it. So, yeah, I'm kind of knocking it a little bit. Yeah, I don't mean to knock it that much, but it does open such a huge genre for people that are able to do it. But honestly, I feel like sometimes it needs to have a better, I don't know, options out there where you can have either one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you're going to stream a foreign film, you got to offer both options. Exactly. The dub or the actual. Yeah. Or what well, you do a switch of a thing on it. Yeah, you can't just dub a movie and put it out there because it takes a lot of the emotion and heart and horror of everything out of it. When It does. I mean, it is just, sometimes I think the voices are apathetic and they don't match yeah they're the just tone. reading a script is all they're doing like, yeah. exactly that's not where i want it to be that's totally true yeah but in honestly you know when you said when we made this decision like a couple weeks ago because you know once again the world had ended with us going through everything when you made this decision i'm like oh that'll be fine and i just thought we would have and i don't know if it's because it's a russian films because i feel like any of the other ones we've chosen like the korean the japanese the chinese uh we've done french we've done spanish we've done did we do the german yet i thought we did I don't yeah think... we've done german i'm pretty sure okay. i don't think we've done german we've done no, korean we we've done japanese Japanese. we've done spanish we've done french we've done chinese we've done we've done all these other ones that we've chosen I've been able to choose dubbed or undubbed. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is like we've done like the, I think Russia is the hardest one. Well, I mean that, that is something I wanted to talk about on this because. Yeah. Like working as an artist in an authoritarian communist country, you probably have to be careful about what you're putting out. Because if it goes too hard against the government, you're going to get deleted. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know how much of an effect that has on the art that gets put out of a country like that. But you know, it has to have some of, especially like during the Cold War. Like I'm, I'm thinking it does. Because the I one movie that I was thinking about doing was Solaris. Okay, I did see that one too. A guy named Andre Tarkovsky, who is kind of looked at as Russians, Scorsese or Kurosawa. He's like the guy from Russia. Okay. And I mean, he worked in the from the '60s to the early '80s, but he only has twelve film credits to his fucking filmography. Probably because he, probably because he was choosy. Yeah, I think you'd have to be, but also. None of them were streaming, so I couldn't. I mean, Solaris, I think, was, but again, that's a three hour fucking movie. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. 
That is that is a quite the long movie. And I never saw that one, but I saw the Clooney remake. Yep. And I liked and that it, was, but I wanted to see it. That was just the on the other day. That was just on the other day, too. And that one came out in the early aughts, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That did. But, all right, so that wraps up Russia. Yeah, it does. So we have, we're into the series. No, what do we have next? I think the series, don't we? No, we got Shadow No, we have Chris Fine. Shadow Recruit. Yeah, Shadow Recruit. Which I think this is going to work out pretty well because season three of Jack Ryan drops December 21st. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, I mean, it'll be probably a little bit after, but it'll be available. So, yeah, but... I mean, if we do Shadow Recruit, then we do another something. I mean, we're getting to the holidays. We can do the next. Have we done a holiday, like, like a holiday horror or something? That'd be fun. We need to do. That's a good one. I'm liking that. We really do need to do horror. Like, they have uh, Black Christmas. They have all sorts of There's a bunch of them, yeah. Yeah, we have all sorts of stuff going on. That'd be good. That'd be good. So I think we should do Shadow Recruit and maybe like a horror, holiday horror. Shadow mm-hmm. Recruit yes. is definitely next. We can probably, I mean, one movie, we can knock that out here pretty quick. Yeah. Like, uh, yep. Okay. Loving it. Loving it. This is still good. Still loving I'm it? Not, still loving it. And I do like the idea about the, you know, holiday thing coming up too. That'd be really good. Yeah. I mean, the only, you know what? Like, and still loving it. Even when it's hard and difficult to watch a movie whether or not to watch it the way we want to yeah it, but that's where i find that was my this is probably one of the this is the hardest one i've had to watch oh definitely like yeah. i said like everyone was not my style that was streaming and i'm not gonna pay 3.99 just to rent one thing that i could eventually hate yeah so. it just turned yeah. out i was lucky enough to have seen a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed and could just fall back on. Yeah, that's always good that way too. But like I said, it was that was uh, all the time thing. It was just the fact that out of everything I could have watched, I really wished I could have watched something that was not ducked. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's yeah. painful. That was the only thing. That was my whole thing. Yeah. Still loving it though. Still loving it. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, let's um, try to get this done next week ish. I'm hoping we can definitely do it. We'll get it done and then we can go right into the holiday and do the next one after that. Yeah, because you have your surgery and then there's oh, been I... a lot. Everybody's been having a lot going on. So yeah, we, we, we just figure it out. We will. We will absolutely always figure it out. Awesome. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a treat as always. Yeah. We'll talk okay. to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more Booze Booze and and bullshit. Bullshit.